Bokar Tov, we are continuing the story of Gid'on, and we are on the eighth, we begin today the eighth chapter of Sefer Shofetim, the book of Shofetim. The most recent thing that occurred was that Ephraim came to block off Ephraim came route. to block off the water route, exactly, after Gidon and his 300 men have conquered, uh, uh, successfully conquered the Midianites and the Amalekites and the Benekedim people. He called Ephraim and Ephraim comes and they block off the route of exit to, from Israel. And they also in the process kill the two generals or two, sorry, the two princes of Midian who were, whose names were Orev and Ze'ev. Okay, so it's important to realize again that these two princes were high-ranking officers of the Midianites, and it is Ephraim who was responsible for conquering them, or for killing them, sorry, and for capturing them. And just remember that Ephraim, when Gidon had first called to gather the army, Ephraim was not in the list, in the short list of tribes that he sent messengers to. Okay, so Perachet opens up, The people of Ephraim said to Gidon, what is this thing that you did to us? That you didn't call us when you went to fight Midian. And they fought with him mightily. Meaning Ephraim, Ephraim, by the way, sees themselves as like the main tribe of the north. They were the, the, the son of Yosef, the, the more respected son of Yosef, who was like, if you compare Yosef and Yehuda, those are the two leadership figures amongst the children of Yaakov. So Ephraim sees themselves as like the dominant force. And then they turn to Gidon and say, who are you? Well, you, didn't, you didn't call us to go to battle against Midian? So basically they say... Well, it's, they're upset they're, they they're, weren't called? They're upset they weren't called. What, you think we're not good enough to join you in battle? Okay, And they fight with him mightily. This is a big problem because... Uh, you don't want to have infighting in Am Yisrael. So now what's, Gid- what's Gidon's response? Pasuk bet, And he says to them, he's very, very bright in his response. He says, What have I done to you like you? The, the, the small uh, um, unripened grapes of Ephraim are better than the harvest of Abiezer. So who's Abiezer? Abiezer is his family from Menashe. Okay? Ephraim, he's telling them, what you guys did, even when you guys don't even offer your best, meaning your, your less your... good produce, is better than my top, top, top produce. Yeah. Okay, so he's being humble. Instead of being, instead of being confrontational, he's saying, what do you mean, Ephraim? You are you are the great ones. What did I do? What have I done like you? And what is he referring to? Who who captured the high-ranking officers of Midian? Was it me? I captured them. No, you captured them. You blocked the waterway. You captured Orev and Zev. Uh, what you think I could have done? What you did? And then they calmed down when he spoke like that. So those are just a three pasuk interlude in which we see a potential for strife amongst Bnei Israel, but Gidon's intelligence stops it from getting from escalating. Now, why that's important is because this is going to happen again. It's going to happen again in the last series. I won't tell you which which shofet, but it's going to happen again in the last series 
of the Shofetim, the ones that are the lowest level Shofetim. No, it's not Shimshon. And it's going to turn into a big problem. Okay, so but you see this time the Shofet is intelligent enough to respond humbly and he calms down the situation instead of letting it escalate. Now Gidon crosses the Jordan River. As he's passing, he's with the 300 men and they're, they're tired while they are chasing. They become very tired as they are in pursuit. A pursuit of the remaining people of Benekede, Midian, and uh, the Amalekites. Why is he crossing the Jordan? I thought Ephraim blocked it off. I don't know. Uh, it could have been, I'm not sure, I, I, it's a good question. It, it could have been um, that they that there were there was an encampment of the Midianites on the eastern side of the Jordan and that now that they destroyed the ones that entered Israel they went and they're trying to get everyone on the outside also that's what I heard could be a possible interpretation okay so he goes to the city of Sukkot which is a Jewish city on the eastern side of the Jordan apparently and he says please give bread to the nation that are with me what do you think they're going to say no of course we should give you bread, right? Because he's, he's saying, I am running after the two remaining generals. The names were Zevach and Salmuna. These are generals that are now being introduced. That are the generals of Midian. While I'm running after these people, could you please give us bread, people of Sukkot? The leadership or the princes of Sukkot, they say, Have you, do you have the palm of Zevach and Salmuna in your hands that we're going to give your people bread by the way get a follow along in the translation so that we can uh, think okay uh, do you have them in your possession do you, did you conquer did you capture Zevach and Salmuna and now we're going to give you bread so Gidon says okay that's how you're going to play it Sukkot people when Hashem gives Zevach and Salmuna into my hands. Then I'm going to smash your flesh with the thorns of the desert, and the barkanim is another type of thorn or the thistle. Okay, so basically, it's an interesting contract, contrast because whenever Ephraim came and was kind of like rebellious, he calmed them this down intelligently. Different rebellious. I know this is a different rebellion. Why? Why, why is this time he responding with aggression? Okay, fine. You're not going to give me bread. So when I, when I finish my because conquering them, friend, I'm going to come back and I'm going to beat you up. When he called a friend, they were upset that, why didn't you call us sooner? Right, right. Exactly. Like, no, no, exactly. no. You go get rid of them. And then if you Beautiful. do that for us, so what's the difference? We'll for you. Ephraim wanted to be part. They wanted to be part of Gidon's army. Yeah. They wanted to support him. So because they want, their motivations were good. Yeah. He said, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. But Sukkot, they're essentially being rebellious against Gidon. They're saying, what you're doing is nothing. Who, who, what do we have to you? So Ephraim right. was out of his, like, zealousy? Like they were, e Ephraim they was out of their, e their eagerness to, to join Am Yisrael in fighting, that they went and they, they complained to Gidon. So he doesn't but, get upset at them? So, no, no, no. no. They, were, they were upset at him. I'm and saying so. They were upset at him because after they call he won him. the battle, he told them, hey, stop them from... Passing the Jordan. Yeah. They stopped them. They killed the, the generals. Then they came like, hey, Wait, what's, going, what's on? going on? Why didn't you tell us before? Earlier. Could have told us earlier. And then Gidon says, don't worry, you guys. Uh, what? You're getting angry. But to be honest, what you did was greater than what I could have done. You know, yeah. you, you guys conquered the main generals. 
he's bala balaing them, yeah, yeah. okay, to make them feel better about themselves, so that they would stop in their anger. Now, the Sukkot situation, which Gidon runs into, these people are literally rebelling against him. They're saying, you do it for me, and then we'll think about giving exactly, it to you. Exactly, exactly. It's like, what have you done for me? And then mm-hmm. he, and, and, and if the people like, of Sukkot were thinking fine. like Ephraim, they would have said, you want bread? Sure, we'll, we'll, we'll give you bread, and we'll send our strongest men along with you to help yeah. you conquer Zevach and Salmona. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that. Okay, so he says, fine, whenever I conquer them, I'm going to smash you guys with thorns. And he goes to another city called Pinuel. He says the same exact thing. Could we have bread? But the people of Pinuel answer the same way as the people of Sukkot. He said, when I return in peace, I'm going to destroy your stronghold. These Jews? These are Jews. These are Jews. Now, what does it show? What does this show? This shows the constant problem we have in Sefer Shofetim. Lack of unity. Like lack of unity. Right? They don't consider Gidon representative of them. Because if they did, they would give him the bread. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's this general, this vigilante general. For, that's what's getting to me. He's not asking for, he's asking for bread. Bread is something that's so cheap, they made it literally on the run from Egypt. If he said, okay, give me meat, then they're like, whoa, 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 calm down. And they would never have bread. asked for meat. It wasn't a thing. But, but do you understand what I'm getting at? Yeah, he didn't ask for, for not asking for money. They still don't want to do it, which means they don't even yeah. feel any, any association no with him at all. Yeah. Like, who are you? Going to a random guy in yeah. The United States, hey, feed me. Side note, remember we said that Gidon has some um, similarities, no similarities to, to Yaakov and to, who else did we say? Abraham? Abraham it was Abraham and Moshe. So here, the city Pinuel is the city that Yaakov went to after his meeting with the, the angel or with Esau. Mm. Um, and then the city of Sukkot is one of the, what is it? One of the city. I think it's the first city that Yaakov came to when he first came back from Lavan's house. So try figuring that one out. It's it's a strange, the fact that Sukkot and Pinuel appear here side by side is very eerie. Because it, no, I don't know what it means, but it means there's definitely a lot of, there's definitely some secret behind it because, because, the only other time we see Sukkot and Pinuel near, near each other or spoken of in, in a, like a reference to one another is by the story of Yaakov when he was coming back from Laban's house and in his, in his uh, associations with Esav. So it's a strange, it's just a strange thing. You could say, according to, if you want to just uh, be, uh, you know, uh, be a, uh, a buzzkill, that Yaakov ended up going to those two cities because they're near each other. So then Gidon is, as he's leaving Israel, he's bumping into the, both those cities. But, but I think there's something, I think there's something more. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it means, but just, just for you to, to see that. Okay, Pasuk Yud. V'zebach v'tzalmona b'karkor. V'zebach v'tzalmona were in a place called Karkor. U'machanem imam kachameshet asar elef. And they had about 15,000 men. Kol anotarim mikol machane b'nekedem v'anofilim me'am v'esrim elef. That they had, they had 15,000 men left over, these Zevach and Samuna, of the people remaining from the battle. And how many of them had died? 120,000. All of these men bearing a sword. So Am Yisrael had killed 120,000 soldiers. Without lifting a sword. Yeah, basically. Which is, which is crazy. Do we take this as literal numbers? I don't know. I don't know. Why not? 
Why would they put it? Sounds like a lot of people. Number? It sounds like a lot of people. It does sound like a lot of people. The world wasn't that populated back then. I know, it's a good so question. Like a, probably 1% of the world population. It's a good question. A lot of numbers are the Sean Guzman. But that. Numbers are more Lashon Guzman Like the Gemara I don't know yeah, How yeah, often yeah. do you have Lashon Guzman and Tanakh What does that mean? It means exaggerations In the Gemara You see Anytime you see a number They're very often Using exaggerated figures Like a number of This many people or, This is supposed to be From God This, this is written Through an author from With divine God. inspiration Yeah 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 it's probably not exaggeration It's a lot of people Just know it's, like, it's not Whatever it is I mean I don't know How many people it's It says 120,000 So it's 120,000 Back with um, B'nai Israel, each child of Yaakov or whatever had a twin, and they had like 15 kids each. It's, it, they just didn't live long, or they, it's they a good weren't question. relevant. How do we know it, that? It's a good discussion, but, but uh, it's not also relevant to, uh, to just story understanding line. the story. So Gidon, he needs to get to these last 15,000 people that are with Zebach and Salmunah. So he goes by way of people who are dwelling in tents, meaning he probably went by some like side way, side alley in which he wasn't going through a, a, an urban area, but through a side area. By these areas. And he struck the, the, the camp, the encampment of the Midianites while they, were, they thought they were secure. Rashi calls them desert bedwins. Okay. For translation. And he chases after them. And he captures Zebach with Salmuna. And he scared off the rest of the camp. So now, Bezarshim tomorrow, we'll continue now that he's conquered Zebach and Salmuna. We have some unfinished business. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what, I, what he does on his way back. On his way back from conquering them. Amen. Amen. Amen.